Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great. And he is greatly to be praised on tonight. On this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, y'all. I am still excited about what God is doing in the earth. God is steadily outpouring his spirit. And I just thank God we've been having a Holy Ghost good time at the City of Refuge Church. I'm telling y'all, if y'all in the Batesville, Mississippi area, you need to check us out. Glory to God, because I'm telling you, oh, we are Bible-believing, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost living, Holy Ghost-empowered church. So check us out if you're in the Batesville, Mississippi area and you need a church family. Glory to God. And so anyway, on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, I was like... I got to bring forth this, y'all, because a lot of things are happening in the earth. A lot of situations is happening because of a big problem, a big problem, and that is disobedience, disobedience. I promise y'all, we can avoid so many pitfalls as singles, so many pitfalls as people in general, if we would just be obedient to God, if we would just be obedient to spiritual leadership, if we would just be obedient to our parents, uh, young people, hey, we would live a prosperous life. And so on today, I'm going to entitle this the extremity of disobedience, because the devil don't want us, the devil want, well, the devil want us to think that disobedience is not a major deal, but it is because rebellion, rebellion, which is linked to disobedience is as the root of, it's like witchcraft. So when you rebel against what you're being told time and time again, that is when the devil can take control of your mind. And so on today, the extremity of disobedience. And so if the word is talking to you on today, I encourage you to turn from your ways and begin to obey God, begin to obey your parents, begin to obey spiritual leadership, that your life will be blessed. Because if you're disobedient, you will be cursed. And so I know a lot of people might not tune into this, but I'm telling you on tonight, it is extremity. Yes, it's extreme. Because I know like my, my um, even my children, they're like, oh my gosh, it's just disobedience. No, it's a huge deal. Because what you see happening in the earth with children dying at young ages, they're just, a lot of them are disobedient to their parents. And they're disobedient to God. And they're just like, they're going to do whatever they want to do in the face of God and their parents. And so bad things are beginning to happen to them. Bad things are beginning to happen to them. And so we can't blame it on God. Because God wants us to live an abundant life. But it's when we turn our backs on him, on his word, and on the people that he have have placed over us is when we, we begin to encounter some problems. So, um, extremity, let me get the definition for you all on tonight. Extremity is the extreme degree or nature of something. The extreme degree or nature of something. The furthest point or limit of something. So this disobedience, the, the, the extremity of disobedience is when you begin to rebel. And then when you rebel, hey, you just got to look forward to uh, bad consequences and in the end, death. Because that's what you're going to be facing. That's what's going to happen is death. And so to my children, if you're listening to me, um, the Bible tells you to obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. So it will be well with thee and you may live long on the earth. That's Ephesians 6. And so again, 
Why y'all see the young people dying faster than older people? Disobedience. Disobedience. And so I'm not going to go into depth with that because this is a singles podcast. But you need to talk to your children. I talk to mine and tell them when you come to the point that you want to deliberately do things that I'm telling you that is right according to scripture, hey, you just have death to look forward to. You just have the devil taking over your mind to look forward to. So it is a big deal. The extremity of disobedience because eventually it will lead to death for our young people. Now to the older people. I have three scenarios in the Old Testament. And why am I using the Old Testament? Because the whole Bible is relevant. And why I'm using the Old Testament? Because, see, the Bible say the wages of sin is death. And this is in the New Testament. Romans. In Romans, it says the wages of sin is death. Let me get it for y'all. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Glory to God, y'all. That is in Romans, 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 Romans. But for some odd reason, I think I deleted it. Yes, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6 and 23. So no matter if you was in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the wages of sin, sin is disobedience to God. Sin is missing the mark. So obviously you was disobedient to God. So the wages, what you're going to get for being disobedient is death. And so the gift of God is eternal life if we be obedient to what God is telling us to do. And so this was some young men and why a lot of times the Bible used like young men because ladies wasn't, you know, women wasn't talking that much like in the public and all of this kind of stuff and certain situations it would be hard for them to be in because it's like you far as like husband and wife like they chose your husband for you so a lot of times the bible highlight men choosing the wrong women and so nowadays we as women can choose the wrong men so that's why i'm getting into the disobedience thing about please women related to you because even though this is a man, if you choose to marry or, or sleep around or do any of these things and disobedience to God, then you will endure the same consequences as the man. So that's why I chose to pick these men out of the uh, scripture, because most of the time it talks about the men choosing the wrong women. And so... uh Men, if you listening to this, this is your prerogative because I don't want nobody on here be like, she teaching to the men. But however, I'm on here to enlighten and to relate this to the women. So we as women don't want to be disobedient to God because we will endure consequences. I, I mean, I have seen this in my lifetime about how, um, about how women chose the wrong mate the wrong husband and then these are the consequences that happened to them and so and i seen it with my own eyes and so i was like no when i when i got to really i understand i'm like i still made some wrong decisions but then i was like no i'm not gonna marry somebody like this because i know it's never gonna get better if i marry them in this state so anyway i had chose not to marry them but the extremity of disobedience because the devil is never going to show you how extreme it's going to get. 
Like, he, he's not going to show you that. He's only going to show you the good part. The good part, or if you do see the red flag, you're going to ignore it and be like, oh, he can change. He can get better. It'll get better. Hey, that's going to be on you waiting on for it to get better. But I was like, you know what? If I see this dude, I'm talking about myself. Mm-mm, mm-mm. When I seen he, he had a problem that I couldn't solve, because that's, I know us women, I'm telling y'all, I understand because I'm a helper and God made me that way. I'm a help me. But when that person don't see anything wrong with their self and they don't want to change, then no matter how good of a woman that you are to them, they're not going to change. But it is your job as a, a Holy Ghost filled woman to always love people, always treat people with kindness because love cover the multitude of sins and love will outdo hate any day but at the same time uh if you're not married to this man you're not even married yet and you see that the man that the man have the narcissistic traits or he have some other things going on in his life that you cannot help him with you have to give him to god and that's what i did i gave i gave my children's father to the lord and we're never getting married because God revealed to me. So, uh-uh, y'all, I'm joyfully single and I'm not tied to him. But um, we're never getting married. But the thing is, I had to release him and let God help him because I couldn't do it. Some things, some healing processes that he had to go through with God, I couldn't help him with that. And then until he realized that, hey, I have a problem, then he will never be helped. And so it's like, that's the first thing is acknowledging that you have a problem. And so it's going to take sometimes people to go through some real harsh situations for them to realize that I have a problem and I need to give this to God to help me. But when you stay in a relationship and, and, and you pacify with him doing these things to you, negative things to you, and might be endangering your life because I'm seeing so many women that is dying because they think they can help the man. Dying and their kids dying. And I was like, oh no, uh-uh, that's not going to be me. Because no, if, if he can't acknowledge that he had a problem, then I had to let him go so he can turn that over to the Lord. But anyway, I know I just rambled, but this is important if a, if a mom, a single mom or whoever is listening, some things I'm telling you from experience, like you have to let God, and I'm talking to single, singles and single moms. I'm not talking about to your married women. Cause you can't, you, it's, it's going to be a little different for you, but don't you stay in a house with somebody that's beating you up. No, I'm not saying that at all. No, but anyway, you pray for that man. You love that man, but you need to get out for he kill you. Mm. But I'm just telling you, I'm hearing a lot of stories about this, but this is the high cost and the extremity of disobedience because a lot of times it'd be people around you that see what this man is doing to you, but you ignore it. And then you be there, marry him. And now he, he didn't kill you and your whole family and his own children. It's been cases, their own children and and the girlfriend because you chose to stay in this. So it's like, and, and or the wife. So I'm just telling you, like, you have to be wise. And when wise counsel come and say, hey, uh, I see this in this man, like, uh, you need to be careful. You need to leave him. Uh, you need to uh, listen. 
don't be disobedient to wise counsel if somebody's telling and then a lot of people don't even want to receive wise counsel and then they just go off and do whatever they want to but in the end it's still disobedience and i'm talking to save people and i'm talking about people that know better it's still disobedience because you know what the word said so it's like uh you're gonna have to endure consequences for your actions and so i'm encouraging y'all on today to lot to listen to wise counsel don't be disobedient because it's extreme and the extremity the extremity of it is the devil gonna have your mind so captivated that you're gonna end up it's gonna end up in your death in your death and sometimes it might be spiritually death like you was once saved but now you didn't walked away from god god is no longer with you and so that may happen or you might die die like like this dude might kill you or or something might happen to you so you me we all need to be obedient but this is talking about the extremity of disobedience this is a warning to the ones that is walking in disobedience to god disobedience to spiritual leadership it is time for you to obey because at the end you're gonna get destroyed you're gonna get destroyed it is time for you to be obedient to the voice of the lord so anyway we're gonna go with sir with Saul. God rejected Saul because he was disobedient. God had placed Saul as king, placed Saul as king, but yet and still he got besides himself and and disobeyed what the prophet had told him, what God told him through the prophet, and God rejected him and tore tore the kingdom from him. So it's like we all when people be mentioning like God is so loving and merciful, he is. But then if you continue to disobey, he will, he will reject you, your position. Like the the anointing, the power, the Holy Ghost, the presence of God in your life will be gone. So we don't want to play with God. We don't want to disobey God. And I want to I want you to know that have obedience, because this is what brother Saul gonna teach us have obedience is total disobedience you can't do what you want to do and put your mind to it and then be like oh okay god i'm doing this part that you want me to do but this part right here i'm gonna do it on my own i'm gonna fix it let me try to do it this way i think i know it oh okay you know you know you think you know better than god and his word and his spiritual leader okay go right here you're gonna endure some consequences because some consequences we're gonna endure we're gonna endure because we willfully disobey the voice of the lord we willfully disobey god's word they be like how do you know god said it it's in his word it's in his word so we're gonna go on first samuel 15 don't don't disobey Okay, say one day Samuel said to Saul, it was the Lord who told me to anoint you as king of his people, Israel. Now listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven armies has declared. I have decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel, Egypt. Now go and completely destroy. This is what Samuel told him, this word from the Lord. Completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation. Men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. So Saul, he got his army together. He went down to the town, to the Amalekites. Okay? 
So saw is they did saw slaughtered the Amalekites, okay, and then but he captured their king. He didn't destroy their king. He supposedly destroyed their king because God told him through Samuel to destroy all. But he saved the king and kept the best of the sheep. Then he said in the beginning, destroy all of it. But he kept the king, kept the best of the sheep, the goats, the cattle, the calves, and the lambs. Everything, in fact, that appealed to them. They destroyed only what was worthless or of poor quality. Did God tell them that? No. He told them like to destroy everything. Everything. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am sorry that I ever made Saul king. And y'all, we don't want to be like that. This is my heart. And I was like, Lord, that's why I thank God that he forgave me. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be where God says, like, he just regret that he ever placed me in a position, in my positions that I have. Like, he regret that he ever did that. I don't want to be ashamed and embarrassment to God. I don't want to disobey what God telling me. That's why when people be like, kid, you talk too much, kid, you doing too much. I just ignore them because I know what God told me to do. And so in the face of the enemy, you have to ignore these naysayers when they be saying, when they're, when they're saying stuff and you know what God told you to do, you got to ignore them because God told Saul to kill and destroy all. But yet he kept some of it. He kept some of it. And, and the Lord said to Samuel, I'm sorry that I ever made Saul king for he has not been loyal to me. He has not been loyal to me and has refused to obey my command. I don't want to be, I'm going to be loyal to God. Forget people. I'm going to be loyal to God. And when I say that, I'm not saying I'm not loyal to people. But I'm saying when somebody has something to say about what I'm doing for Christ and the kingdom, I'm going to ignore them and I'm going to continue to build up the kingdom. Glory to God. And so you got to separate yourself from these naysayers. I'm telling you, because Saul, God, God, God regret that he made him because he wasn't loyal to him and his word and what he told him to do. So he was like, okay, for he's not been loyal to me. And has refused to obey my command. Samuel was so deeply moved when he heard this. And he cried out to the Lord all night. Too late. Too bad. Because he wasn't loyal. And God was like. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so. Early the next morning. Samuel went to find Saul. Someone told him. Saul went to the town of Carmel. To set up a monument to himself. Alright. So. When Samuel finally found uh, Saul. He greeted him. Uh, may the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's commands. This was Saul saying. I have carried out the Lord's commands. Boy, <laughs> uh, please. Um, then, then Samuel was like, then what is all this bleating of sheep and goats? Sheep and goats and the lowing of cattle I hear, Samuel demanded. So if you killed all, I still hear the sheep and the goats. It's true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and camel and cattle, saw a minute. Did God tell you to do that? No, he did not. He told you to destroy all. <laughs> anyway, but they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord your God. We have destroyed everything else, but this is not what God told you to do. He said nothing about sacrificing nothing. He said kill all. So, so I'm gonna get to the scripture. And Samuel told him, although you may think little of yourself. Are you not the leader of the of the king of Israel? No, wait a minute. Are you not 
the leader of the tribes of Israel. The Lord has anointed you king of Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amicalites, until they are all dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? Because he told you to kill all. And then Saul still saying, but I did obey the Lord. I did obey the Lord, Saul insisted. I carried out the mission he gave me. How? I bought back King Agag, but I destroyed everyone else. God told you to destroy everything. Anyway, then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, ghost cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to God to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gigal. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? What, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? And so that's what I'm saying on today. Come into church the church building, because this is so popular. This is so popular. Come into the church building. Pay your tithes and offering. Singing on a choir. Doing a praise team. Playing the musical instruments. Serving as a Sunday school teacher. Serving as a Bible class teacher. Serving in any kind of capacity. I'm trying to figure out why do some people think that God preferred them to sacrifice this time and energy instead of obey his voice. Why? It's no sense in us gallivanting up in the church building. But when it comes to obeying the word of God, we don't do it. We don't, we obey some of it. But then some of it you leave off. So singles, when God said, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers, he wasn't playing. You say you need to be mingling, not having sex, because we that's in the Bible, flee fornication. Not having sex. But you should be mingling, talking, courting somebody that's saved if you're saved. You should not, you should not be found up in a club or party. Because you're worshiping the devil, not God. It said worship God in spirit and in truth. You ain't worshiping God. Are you bringing glory to him by going to the club and a party? Are you being glory to him with blessings and cursings coming out the same mouth? It's, oh, it's, it's, so do you think God is delighting and you sacrificing all these church activities, but your life is not a mirror of the word of God? Your, your life is not lining up to the word of God. You are not conforming to God's image, but you conforming to the world's image because you look like the world. You talk like the world. You act like the world. So how is you going to think that you giving up your time just come to the church building is pleasing to God? He wants total obedience on tonight. Total obedience. I Like I said in my other video, I had told the Lord, now Lord, I'm not going to a parties. I'm not listening to worldly music. You know, I'm not smoking. I'm not drinking. I just have him. And he's going to help me with the kids. And, and we're going to, you know, develop a relationship. And I'm going to pray for him that he might be saved. And God was like, no, no, I didn't tell you that. I told you to come serve me. I told you to surrender all. I told you to forsake all. And so I wasn't being blessed until I totally forsook all. That's when I started the blessings. And so in this, 
God is not delighting. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, when I had the boyfriend that was unsaved, I was currently in a backstand state. I wasn't serving in any church positions because hip hop hypocrisy is what I can't stand. Like, I'm like my father. He said he'd rather you out of cold. Not in between. So I wasn't acting like somebody I wasn't. No, I was backsliding. I wasn't claiming to be saved. So, but what I'm saying is I, I was letting go of some stuff, but God was like, forsake all. And that's when the blessings started to flow. When I let him go totally and gave him over to God, God started the blessing business. So, uh, so it said, listen, obedient, obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So we got to get that, y'all. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as simple as witchcraft. Rebellion is as simple as witchcraft. You're going up, going up against what God told you to do. You knew what you was doing. Like you knew what you was doing. And stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. You put yourself before God. Because he didn't ask you to sacrifice these things. He didn't ask you to keep the king. He told you to destroy all. Okay. So because you have rejected the command of the lord he has rejected you as king and i'm like this is what i do not want because i love what god has called me to do and i'm like lord just help me to be obedient to you because uh-uh i need total obedience in what god is asking for on tonight not disobedience then saw a minute to samuel yes i have sinned so he knew like you knew so you were steady making excuses, talking about some, oh, I kept this to sacrifice, all this, all that. But then he finally confessed, but it still don't matter because God has still rejected him. He still had rejected him. So let's say the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and have given it to someone else. He torn the kingdom from you today and has given it to someone else, one who is better than you. Ooh, that's, that's cut dope right there. And he who is the glory of Israel will not lie, nor will he change his mind, for he is not human that he should change his mind. Then Saul pleaded again, I know I have sinned. And then when you go down on, it say, and the Lord was sorry he had ever made Saul king of Israel. 1 Samuel 15. So... God do not like partial obedience is total disobedience. When God tell us to do something, when God tell us to get rid of everything out of our lives, we have to do it. We have to do it. Because I, I, I'm telling y'all, uh, I know if I didn't do what God had told me to do, I probably would not be sitting here doing this video on tonight. My life will be gone. And it's because I allowed the devil to take my life. And so at the end of the day, y'all, it's like, listen. Listen, you, you and me need to obey God. And I'm talking about obey God completely. Don't hold on to anything, anything. I don't care because cause Saul thought because it looked good because he said he was going to sacrifice God. Oh, okay, God's going to no, because God didn't tell you to do that. And that can be like some singles. 
you be like, oh, he look nice. He got he he mentally strong. He physically strong. He financially strong. He all is strong. He go to church. Go to the church building. But is he saved though? Do he love God though? Is he submitted to God though? Is he submitted to spiritual leadership that's right? Because some people are submitted to some wrong spiritual leadership that's leading them to hell. Because they don't go by the word. But anyway, is he submitted to the right holy spiritual leadership? Because this is what the Bible say. And see, it's a shame that women is just so desperate these days that you be like, oh, he got all this going on. But then they ignore the spiritual life. And I'm like, to me, that is number one. Like, I can kind of work with some other things that's going on because I'm not perfect myself. But what I'm not going to compromise on is spirituality. Like, and I'm not talking about you on Facebook or you on any type of YouTube or you in your regular life is calling yourself spiritual, but you're not obedient to God and his word. I don't think so. Because if you so, you can be demonically spiritual. Because demonically spiritual and obeying your own voice. But you're not obeying the voice of the Lord. Because, first of all, you're not even submitted to God. Like, you're not obeying the Bible. Still having sex and you're not married. Cursing, smoking and drinking. Clubbing and partying. But you consider yourself spiritual. You, God said that, hey, how can they hear without a preacher? They be thinking they don't need a preacher. They think they can say they self. But, okay, how you think you're spiritual? God said, don't forsake the assembly yourself together. How you think you're spiritual? God said that the, and I'm talking about the Bible, because God is word. God said all of these things, but then you have somebody that is not, and then God said you got to be born again of the water and of the spirit, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Ghost. God said be holy. But that person is not holy. That person don't have a prayer life where they pray to God, talk to God, and he talk back to them. That person is not being led of the spirit. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how you going to say, work out some things with God and be like, oh, okay, God, he got this, this, and that. But he's not a child of God, though. So how are you comfortable? How are you comfortable with courting and marrying someone of this type? I just make it make sense. So I uh -uh, make it make sense because I can't make it make sense. So, like I said, if you're going to compromise on something, it's never somebody, it's never your partner's spirituality because they're your head and, and, and they, they're they they're the leader. And if they're not hearing from God correctly, I don't care how good it sounds. If this person is not under spiritual leadership, they're leading their self. They're supposed to be held accountable. I don't really, I don't want to marry somebody that's not being held accountable by somebody that's over them. Because then they get the big head and think they know everything and they don't. That's why, how can they hear without a preacher? That's why the pastor watch for your soul. That's why the Bible says to obey and submit to them. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, how is this man leading you closer to God? How is he leading holiness? How is he leading you on the path of holiness if he ain't even on the path of holiness? So some things you shouldn't be willing to compromise on. And partial, partial obedience is total disobedience. So it's like, no, we got to make sure that we're lining up with the word of God. Yes, yes, yes. You are coming to church. That's nice. He coming to church. That's nice. But what about his, his, his salvation, his walk with God, his relationship with God? And so I didn't want to make that that long. So I might have to, I'm not going to be able to do my other one. 
about Samson. We'll do Samson on Thursday, okay? I'll be back on Thursday for Samson, y'all. But this that's why I was saying this is deep. This is real deep. This is real deep because I cannot I cannot stress to you how important it is to obey God. And so uh, another scripture, the spirit of the Lord, wait, wait, the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. See, when you disobey, God is like, bye-bye. It's sin. He can't dwell with you. Him and sin don't mix. So the spirit of the Lord had left Saul. And the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with oppression and fear. And I can't even get in that. Kick into that on the night. It said the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with oppression and fear. First Samuel 16, 14. The Lord sent him a tormenting spirit that filled him with oppression and fear. The Lord sent him. So y'all have to, ooh, we, we. That's 1 Samuel 16 and 14. So it, it, this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing. Because we be bragging about how, okay, okay, the men of God was oppressed. Hmm? When God sent him this, it was a tormenting spirit. It was not meant to like, oh, it's a, no. He didn't supposed to be depressed. He was depressed because he disobeyed God's voice and the spirit of the Lord left him. So that's like the Holy Ghost. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost leave you, something something bad may come upon you. So when people are like, ah, you shouldn't say this happened to this person because they was disobeying God or they doing something not right. The Bible say, now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Since he, he want he want to obey God, so that's just like us. When we be filled with all of those, we don't want to walk in the spirit. Okay, another spirit going to take control of you, depression and fear. So I'm telling y'all, it is a sad thing to fall in the hands of an angry God. That if a God get disgusted with your activities, that's terrible. So we all need to listen, obey God. Don't just obey the parts of the Bible that you want to obey and skip over the parts that you don't want to obey because you want to please what you want to do. We need to obey God totally and completely because partial obedience is total disobedience. And so that's why I like to use myself a lot because I have endured some consequences of my actions. Because I seen little about when I just let go of some things and didn't let go of all, my life just kept going down and down and down. God would not let me succeed. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not even doing, I'm not smoking. Like I say, I'm not drinking. I'm not partying. I'm not listening to world music. I'm just living with the man. And that's my church father, Lord. You know, we got a relationship. He's taking care of the kids. You know, we got this going. Like, Lord. Forsake all to give, forsake all. And I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I swear I'm going to bless you. That's what God was telling me. And when I did that, I began to see the blessings of the Lord. That's why what they had back, what we have now, they did not have an abundance back then. We have, God has so much more grace and mercy upon us that we can come back and repent. But you will never know if God going to slap you down instantly or how long he going to give you. So you need not, none of us need to play with the Lord. Don't be disobedient because... God had mercy on me and allowed me to come to my senses and allowed me to forsake all. 
But I didn't know how long he was going to give me that chance. And I thank God that I turned my life to him before it was too late. And God still anointed me to do what I am doing today. And I thank the Lord for it. That's why I know God anointed me and appointed me for such a time as this. And that's why I'm not going to shut up. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to speak God's word. And I'm going to do exactly, if I'm accepted, fine. If I'm rejected, fine. But as long as God don't reject me, I'm all good. All is well. And, and see, my bold soldiers out here, that's what y'all need to say. Because partial obedience is total disobedience. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Somebody in your family, your friends, you better open up your mouth and say what God is saying to say. Or it's going to be on your hands. And he'll reject you. He'll reject you if you reject his word that he's telling you to speak. So it can it can go for our lives if, we, if we're not obeying what God tells us to do and forsaking all or in, doing, or in doing something or speaking something. Or like I say, it can be for other people if God is telling you or sending you to somebody to warn of the coming of the coming of something that's coming to happen or that's something that's going to happen to them. I have had people ignore me. And I know I said what God told me to say. I have had people that ignore me, people not acknowledge me, but I don't care. I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to say what you told me to say. And whether they choose to obey, that's going to be on them. Because Samuel told Saul what, what God said. And he chose to disobey it. So that's going to be on that person. But we must stand up for Christ. And we must say the words of the Lord. And in our own lives, we must forsake all that is not like Christ. Don't leave no sin or nothing in your life. If God is telling you to move to another state, you need to do it. Don't try to figure it out. Just ask God to lead you and guide you. But if God said to do it, you got to do it. I thank God for how my, my bishop, my dad, he obeyed the voice of the Lord. We moved from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to a small town of Batesville, Mississippi, because God said to do it. And now he is being blessed. He is doing the work of the Lord. So you can't figure it out. You cannot figure out things. You can't try to put your two cents. You just got to do what God tell you to do. And he will lead you and guide you on how to do it. But do what God tells you to do exactly how God tells you to do it. So. I am going to end this podcast, but please remember partial obedience is total disobedience. Partial obedience is total disobedience. So I pray that everyone will have a blessed night. And if you need salvation, check out John 3, check out Acts 2.38 because you must be born again. We all was born in sin. So that's why we all must be born again of the water and of the spirit. By first repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And so I please be encouraged. The extremity of disobedience. We don't want we don't want to die in our sins, but we want to have the abundant life. We want to enjoy eternal life with God. So I encourage you to think about the extremity of disobedience. Don't let the devil take over your mind. Don't let him captivate your mind where he will lead you and destroy you.
So y'all be encouraged on tonight in part two. I'm going to try to do on Thursday, if not next Tuesday, because this is something to think about. Share with your children, share with whomever that God is not playing. God is not playing and neither is the devil. So the the when you start to disobey God, just know he has taken his anointing. His presence has left you and it has opened you up to receive any type of spirit that would take control over you. So I encourage you, cry out to God in, in repentance and come to Jesus while you still can. And so I was trying to make this 30 minutes or less. But anyway, y'all have a blessed night. And if you need prayer, encouragement, advice, check me out. But and, and, and yes, and again, remember, if you've been walking in disobedience, you can come back to God on tonight and walk in obedience because the devil haven't destroyed you yet. It's time to come back home. Repent. God is saying, repent. Y'all see the world today? I got to get to that on the next one. Repent. Repent. Because God is not pleased with any amount of disobedience in your life. Well, y'all have a blessed, blessed night. Peace out. And y'all, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Insert. I'm so sorry if it clicked off uh, in between sessions, had technical difficulties. But again, uh, y'all have a blessed, blessed night. Peace out.